Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Steve? Just finished a super long weekend in Mesa, Arizona of watching my two daughters play soccer. Um, really proud of both of their games and how they're playing. Um, one of my highlights though, was well, two on two different nights for my older daughter and I'll speak about the younger, but the older daughter on the first night, um, a much bigger girl, cause they're playing, um, up a year right now for these tournaments on a bigger field, uh, went to go body my daughter three different times. My daughter absorbed the first two and the ref was getting ready to blow the whistle because it was a clear foul on the other player because she was coming in slamming hard. And then the third time, my daughter knocked her flat on her ass. Ugh, made my heart flutter. Um, the next day, <clears throat> my daughter's team was easily handling this other team for they played 35 minute halves. So for 68 minutes, they handled the team well and then had a brain fart and allowed the team just to march down the field and get a goal to tie it. And then my daughter led the charge with a minute left to go to get the ball upfield. My daughter crossed it in the box, got a handball. My daughter scored the PK winner with zero time left on the clock. So just brilliant, fun, exciting. Um, my younger they they won all their games. She ended up, I think, with seven goals in the tournament, got four in one game. You know, another one that's not scared of contact, you know, to get in there and work hard. So, yeah, a lot of fun, man. But pretty exhausting weekend. Uh, we were gone Saturday morning at – we were up at 5.30 a.m., and we did not get home until quarter to 11. So, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. <clears throat> so – yeah. Yeah. It was a little, little on the tough side, but it's, you know, again, yeah, it's, we got great, uh, you know, parents on both teams and it's just fun watching them play. So no complaints on that, my friend, other than I was just totally wiped out this morning and would not have woken up unless my phone rang at seven 30. So, um, how was yours, Beth? Well, nowhere near as busy as yours. Uh, congratulations. So with that, uh, you know, they, they came winning goal of hers and she, yeah. she ripped it, dude. It wasn't the keeper had no chance. She buried it top, right? Like it, it was, and that's all pressure, man. Just, they knew there was zero time on the clock. 
So she ripped it and, you know, got the victory, you know. So, you know, it was really proud of her to watch how clutch she was in that kind of high pressure situation. Well, while you're at your daughter's soccer games being productive, I sat here and just slugged through hockey game after hockey game because, uh, you know, a couple seasons are wrapping up, including the uh, the USPHL and hey, the BIJ. Chris, you know, you know how I get to make fun of you, though? How's that? Slugging through hockey games. Oh, the torture. <laughs> Dude, that would be my dream retirement. What are you doing today? Oh, uh, man, I have to slug through a bunch of hockey games. <laughs> it's great. The thing is, I'm like, I'm I'm just doing a third period of a lot of these games. There's certain games I'll watch the full games. Like the NCDC I, or the NCDC Mountain Division, I'll watch the full games. But when it comes to like the the vijhl the usphl the bchl um i will just watch the third period of the game unless it's in particular like there's a particular player that i sometimes with specific goalies uh, i'll watch a full game those goalies basically know who they are at this point so because i'll also watch games uh like full games like jack sundhall is up in chicago with the chicago crush and you got the Roman Vonderheide and, and Sava Serduk that are both playing for the Tampa Bay Juniors. So basically, I watch every Tampa Bay Juniors game at this point. I watch uh, the crush games that uh, that Jack gets. And then there's you know guys like uh, we've had on the podcast before, like Keith Goldsmith. He played his first college game and got his first college win. Uh, I was screaming at the television, and my wife came out to let me know he couldn't hear me. Um. <laughs> I was standing in front of my TV yelling the whole game. Uh, well, I, well, until I got yelled at. And uh, yeah, and then like Fabian Pizera played his, uh, well, his team got eliminated in the uh, OEL playoffs there in Austria three. So got to watch his game and uh, we'll have him on the podcast again soon. Uh, watch, uh, there's again, there's a lot of games outside junior hockey that I watch. Uh, the Weber State games, watch those games. Uh, congratulations to Weber State. They're going off the Nationals. So anyone out there that can contribute funds to uh, help them make it to St. Louis, uh, you know, reach out and support the team um, because travel ain't cheap. And uh, ACHA teams don't have the funding that a lot of NCAA teams have, if any. So um, every every dollar helps them for travel and food, hotels, um, all that stuff. And, and Steve... <laughs> You know, when there's a limited budget, they're going to be packing like four guys to a room. So, you, you know, peace be with the cleaners um, thereafter. Four hockey players crammed into one room. Oof. That's a smell I don't want to relive. Um. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that one afterwards because I, yeah, we'll just talk. <laughs> Although I will say this, though, when, you know, I got busy with life in Canada before we moved. I wasn't spending a lot of time because I didn't have to anymore because I wasn't playing, you know, but in hockey rinks. Right. And yep. when I moved to Arizona and we were watching some of our friends, kids play and I got to walk by the dressing room and caught that whiff. I was like, it's, it's a bizarre smell. The miss hockey equipment stench. Oh, I get it. But I was like, ah, there it is. There it is. You know, we, so we I get it. <laughs> We know the smell well, and we talked about how much we missed that smell when we started this podcast because we started this podcast during COVID. And, uh, I mean, just to have that smell again and when we're able to return to the rinks, like, I mean, you not so much down in Arizona, but, like, 
when Ogden started opening uh, the game again to, I think, limited fans. I think it was like only 100 fans or something in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to smell the rink smells, I was like, oh, God, I miss this. <laughs> you know, and it, like you said, it's a weird smell to miss because it, it isn't a good one. Um, but uh, it's, I think it's all the things attached to that smell that make that, I guess, that smell something you'd miss once it's gone. But in the moment, it's not the greatest smell. That's uh, <laughs> that's for that's for fucking sure. Um, but uh, you know, and then actually, before we break into this this VIJ Chill episode uh, and talk about just the the absolute standouts for the VIJ Chill this month of February, their last regular season month. Uh, another shout out again to like a uh, Vlad Biskalov who got his first BCHL win this past weekend. We're recording this on February twenty sixth. Vlad got his first win in the BCHL with the uh, – they were visiting Powell River. And uh, it's just a great game. Uh, honestly, just outstanding game. I think if my stats are correct, I think he stopped 31 to 32. Just looks stellar. Just absolutely stellar. And uh, he's looked great so far, and I think he's played in three games so far. He got called into one game with the other goalie getting pulled. Um, so he's got a one and one record right now. And I think his first loss was – uh, 24 of 27. He stopped 24 of 27. And uh, two of them can't even blame him. Uh, they were going to be goals. So, yeah, he's had a great start so far to the BCHL. And, yeah, welcome to the island, Vlad. I will say for one thing, um, the, the, the commentators are already in love with the fact that that Vlad's in the league. Um, the one commentator is like, I'm going to do my best not to say Ilya this whole time. He's like, it's going to happen. And I laughed at it. And then it happened to me on the most recent recording where we were talking about Brizzy and I actually said Ilya instead. Um, and then uh, the other commentators, I think Powell River was like, oh, it's just such it's such a cool name to say. He's like, it's it's really cool to call this, this game. So people are very excited to see him up here in the BCHL. One of those places you actually have to be afraid of the bears in the woods. Um, <laughs> carry bear spray if you're out for a walk. Honestly, even if you're just going to the store i'm not even kidding because uh, he's up he's up on the uh, north end of the island too in, in alberni valley so the bears get bigger the farther north you go already had a few encounters with bears here on the south of the island so yeah i don't i don't want to be a statistic so i carry bear spray and hopefully i never need to use it so they, they seem to be at least down here they seem to be skittish enough to stay away from you so what can you do but this is the Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League standouts of the month, Steve. And uh, I tell you what, again, another great month of hockey. It's been fun. I've, I'm so happy I've been settling in and, and catching more and more of the action. And I'm pretty excited to start to get in the ranks soon. So especially if you're a VHHL team like Victoria, Sonic, or West Shore, um, you need a volunteer. As long as I'm in the rink, I don't want to be the guy on the outside of the rink taking tickets. I don't mind being like security <laughs> or something else. I want to be in the rink, all right? <laughs> I'm not going guys, to a rink and not being there for the game. Guys, put him in the ticket booth. <laughs> Make <laughs> him earn it. I'll never come back. <laughs> a security I just fine, want, man. I just want a picture of you in the ticket booth with a pout on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sonich has already got ideas. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, like I see some of these, um, like it's BCHL mostly. I see that they still have the, um, which I think most rinks still need this is they actually have the dude, we grew up with it and it's so uncommon now, but the guys behind the nets that actually 
see if the goal is a goal. Like, how the hell do you call them? The red line judges? Goal judge. Yeah. So I've seen teams that still have it, and they should 100% still have that because I would do that in a heartbeat. You know, I'm already sitting there behind the goalie anyways if I'm at a game. I may as well just be purposeful for it. Um, uh, The guys who sit there and do the the box opening and closing their penalties, I can be useful. I uh, I just want to be back in the rink. And in fact, I'm pretty close to getting back on the ice here. I think it's within weeks that I'll actually be able to figure out how to put my goalie pads again for the first time in oh, dude, since before COVID that I'll actually put on my pads. <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, but hey, dude, it's been a great, great month of hockey in the VIJHL. So let's break into it, man. All right, Chris. So who are the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast? V-I-J-H-L, Defenders of the Month for February. Oh, uh, we'll start here with number 10. And now number 10, it's going to be from the West Shore Wolves, the 05 from Victoria, BC, Caden Ryan. He had uh, three helpers and six games played. And he's actually made a previous top 10 before we did top 10s. Uh, so uh, he, he's, he's kind of stood out all year, but uh, this is potentially the first time he's uh, made the podcast. So congratulations, Caden. At number nine, it's going to be from the Port Alberni Bombers, the 06 out of Gibsons, BC, Zachary Ellis winners. He had a goal and no assists in nine games played. And again, I'll always caveat this, ladies and gentlemen, by saying this isn't stats-based. Um, I do watch the third periods of uh, the games, and um, I, I look at the stats. I compare that with what I see in the games and starts and penalty minutes. Like, if you're constantly in the box, it's likely that you might not be brought up as often on a podcast. If you are, you're going to be towards the the bottom of the top tens. But, uh, you know, sometimes the, I see the penalties, and they're justified. So I consider all these things. So I'll just say that. But, um, you know, all those things are considered, so it's not 100% stat-based. So I don't need people reaching out going, well, you know, I've had like 30 goals and this kid's had three. Yeah, but you you sit there on the blue line just begging for the puck to come to you, and you're not you're not back-checking, you're not doing anything. It's fairly noticeable, but great goals. And uh, But that's kind of what it is. So that's why I want to bring it up here as we move into it. Then number eight. Aiden Beaven from the Victoria Cougars. Uh, he's an 05 from Victoria, BC, but he hasn't any points this month in six games played. But uh, again, these defenders, his job is what, Steve? Can you tell me what a defender is supposed to do? Not push forwards on their goalies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you're about, I thought, did you get my rage bait video with Caden Enstrom? <laughs> no, I didn't see that one, man. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to see that. Sorry, Eddie. Um, Steve, when you see that video, we'll talk about it on the USPH episode, but uh, the range bait for us goalies is real. Um, Anyway, uh, let's move on to number seven. That's going to be from the Peninsula Panthers, the 06 from Campbell River, BC, Jason Sekulik. He had an assist this month in eight games played, but again, the goal of the defenders is to keep the guys away from the goalie and keep them out of the offensive zone or keep them low threat areas of the offensive zone. So Again, just a great month for Jason as well. And number six, uh, Dayton Craig, the 04 out of Vancouver, BC from the late coach on Kraken, had one goal in 106 and six games played. And number five, Lear Voigt, the 05 from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, playing for the late coach on Kraken. He had two goals and 10 assists in eight games played. I'm pretty sure that's an accurate number. That's a lot of assists. That's a lot of assists. But, uh, but yeah, so, but I mean, 
he does his defensive job first. That's why I'm like kind of shocked. I'm like, is he on that many assists this month that I didn't see? But uh, again, I watched the third period of the games, which also I will say this. It's a, it's awesome too, because that's usually when the games are most heated. It's also where you can see whether or not the gas factor, um, as Sebastian would like to say, the give a shit factor is in with players. Like by the third period, you're pretty, you know, tired. And, and if, especially if it's a blowout, like it's a seven nothing game. That's where the true character of a lot of players comes out. Sorry, but when it's a tight game or it's first period, everyone's energized in the beginning game. I want to see how you're playing at the end of the game. Uh, are you blocking shots when you're clearly going to lose two minutes left in a seven to one game? Those are noticeable characteristics, and that's what's going to make you stand out. And number four, it's going to be Maxime Lavoy, the 06 from Victoria, BC, playing for the Sonic Predators, had two goals and five assists in seven games played. At number three, Roger Cacciarelli, uh, the 05 from Valencia, California, playing for the Victoria Cougars. He had two goals and five assists in six games played. And again, he's one of those guys where he just missed the top five uh, before when we just did top five. So he just missed it, but he'd finished top 10 before. Uh, so Cacciarelli um, has definitely caught. He's a, a, seriously a solid defender. I'm shocked when I went through my notes that he's one of those players where I swear he had been mentioned before. but. He had not, so or at least not. I'm aware of. At number two, it's going to be Nathan De Silva, the 06 from Surrey, BC, playing for the Cary Park Islanders. He had uh, no goals, but five helpers in six games played, and more importantly, he kept himself out of the box. So well done, Nate. But yeah, he had a great month, man. Yeah, he did. All right, so Chris, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast VIJHL Defender of the Month for February? Uh, that's going to be the 05 out of Burnaby, BC, from the Campbell River Storm, Cayadano. Great month of hockey. Um, it's going to be exciting to see uh, them um, as they move on. I, I don't know if they've released the playoff schedule yet, but before I get into that, he had one goal, nine assists, and seven games played. Big exciting to see them uh, moving here into the the playoffs. And I mean, by the time this episode drops, it's going to be the the first of March. So I'll be at all my medical appointments for my permanent residency. So that'll be a fun day. But uh, you know, that'll be when this episode drops. And uh, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. It's, I caught the VIJHL playoffs last year. I caught it the year before. It's a good time. And, uh, I mean, it's playoff hockey. So how can you not love playoff hockey? But, Steve? <laughs> yeah. That's the Playoff hockey is it's the epitome of awesomeness, my friend. Dude, it just changes, man. You know, the regular season's over. And, I mean, the NCDC and the BCHL still have a month of action each to play. So I like that I can disperse my playoff hockey. And it's not all in one month, but uh, the VIJHL is going to have seven game series. The USPHL playoffs start here coming up this week as well, but those are far more condensed series. I'm ready. I'm ready well, for some hockey too, Like just to briefly touch on, you know, playoff hockey. It's when that you find those players that are playoff players. Cause you yeah. see it in the NHL all the time. Right. And you see it in other yep. leagues. There's guys that are just built differently for the playoffs, and all of a sudden their games just get elevated. And those are the guys that you look for, and you're, you look forward to in junior hockey because you're like, holy cow, you're a big game player, right? Yep. So, yeah, always love playoff hockey. But, yeah, so, Steve, let's talk about the goal scorers themselves. Let's talk about the forwards. But, again, this isn't just stats-based. Uh, these are guys that have a pretty decent two-way game. But uh, let's break into it, uh, Steve. So who are the Pigeon Hockey Forwards of the Month for the VIJHL in the month of February. 
All right, coming in at number 10 from the Cary Park Islanders to 2003 from Duncan, B.C., Parker Klippenstein putting up nine points, including three goals, six assists, and seven games played. Beautiful. Beautiful. Over a point per game. Got to love that. All right. And- yeah, he's regularly on the list here. He's been here a couple times on our list. And sometimes, again, I forget because uh, there's players, like I was mentioning, um, I think, earlier with Cacciarelli, was there's players where – I'm so used to seeing their names in our rankings and listings, but when we do the cut downs, we lose players. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like like Cacciarelli and guys like Klippenstein, even though they might not make a list, they might not make the top 10 each month, doesn't mean I haven't seen their name all year long. It's like, honestly, if you, if you look at the USPHL with uh, Nate Compton, he's playing on the Fresno Monsters this year. Straight um, out of Compton. <laughs> you know Compton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's a... Uh, He's he's been great with Fresno this year, but he's regularly in the mix. But I don't believe he's made one top ten this year. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. There's so many players and there's so many talent in these leagues that uh, I think I, I think I bring it Compton up, even though it's not a USPHL episode because I think he literally just missed with my uh, crazy little scoring system. He literally just missed, but uh, it you know it is what it is. He stands out there, and he's a great hockey player. With, with some of these guys like Klippenstein, he's at least made the list once, if not twice, before. But uh, he's definitely been a noticeable player all year long. But yeah, man, number nine. Sorry, that's okay, man. Number nine from the Coweechan Kraken, the 2003 from Powell River, BC, Gavin Mastronanato, putting up six points, including three goals and three assists in ten games played. Yeah, and, and with uh, with Master Donato, he's been on the list definitely several times already this year. He's a uh, he's one of the the I guess the better forwards that I've been watching this year. And uh, I think now that I've been here long enough, I think it's pronounced Lake Kawachan because I was saying Kawachan, and then I think you said whatever the hell you said. But I think well, it's I, looked, I actually looked at the pronunciation of it. And it. This is going by the American one, of, of course, right? So well, don't yeah, don't trust us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I think we'll have to get again, somebody else. We'll have to get somebody else to correct it because I looked up the pronunciation, saying these ones I always know it's not going to be how it's spelled out. Well, I mean, Lake Kawachan reached out to me uh, back during again COVID because uh, I was watching their games uh, back when I lived in Utah before Denmark, and they just wanted to check because they're a newer team, and they just wanted to check how their sound quality was, how everything was. I'm like, it was great. I I didn't see any issues with it at all. But now that I'm officially here, I think it's Kawachan. But hey, if you're uh, from Lake Kawachan or you're just from the island, you actually know how to pronounce things. Let me know because uh, if there's anything I do great on this podcast, it's pronounce everybody's name wrong. So this one wasn't French. So um, so we'll find. Oh, out I can I can screw up some basic names, man. Ask Catcherelli. So. <laughs> to the booth. Oh, apparently, like Mateo Mitrovic, <laughs> Mitrovic. I don't know. I was watching the Utah Outliers game with the NCDC this couple weeks ago and well, we've been saying Mateo Mitrovic for like two years and apparently the father of Mateo went up to the Utah Outliers broadcasters and said how do you say my son's name and they said Mitrovic like I've always said and he's like it's not that and uh apparently it really really hurts his mom's feelings that none of us can pronounce his name right so I think it's Mitrovic 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 Mateo Mitrovic so I'm hoping, because he's regularly on our NCDC episodes, uh, super talented defender. But uh, yeah, so if, if it's even if it's not a French name, I, I can definitely slaughter it. So 
give me a chance. But uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, man. Number eight. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> Coming in at number eight from the Peninsula Panthers, the 2004 from Victoria, BC, Luca Jansen, Van Rensburg, or yeah, that would be Van Rensburg, I'm assuming, putting up six points, including three goals and three assists in eight games played. From the Lake Gowichan Kraken, we're going to see which one's right. We'll probably watch. We're both going to be wrong. The 2003 yep. from Erie, Pennsylvania, Kurt Johnson putting up seven points, including one goal and six assists in 10 games played. I think Kurt's in 04. Did I type 03? You typed 03. Okay. He's, I, I believe Kurt's in 04. Sorry, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Apologies. Still got your junior hockey eligibility. <laughs> there you go. And from the, oh, I should know this name, Sanich. Is that it right? Sanich. All right. Now coming to number six from the Sanich Predators, the 2003 from Victoria, Sean Pander putting up five points, including one goal and four assists and only five games played. Point per game. Gotta love it. Except if you're attendee. Coming in at number five, though, from the Port Alberni Bombers to 2005 from White House, Yukon Territory, Johnny Timmons putting up three points, including two goals and one assist in six games played and zero penalty minutes. Ah. All right. And number four from the Sandwich Predators, the 2003 from Victoria, B.C., Jack Wastehaver putting up 11 points, including five goals and six assists. And my goodness, six games played. Just shy of two points per game. That's beautiful. All right. And he had he had made a previous top 10 before, but we only did top fives at the time. So there's an interesting yep. point. Congratulations on your second time in the list. And coming well, in at number three. Officially, oh, I guess. So What's that? <laughs> officially, unofficially, whatever you want to say. He's, he's made a top 10 before. He just wasn't mentioned. So, <laughs> so there you time. go. Well, now we mentioned it for you, but now, you, now it's official. And coming in at number three from the Oceanside Generals to 2004 from Bentley, Alberta, Tyler Giori putting up eight points, including six goals and two assists in six games played. These are impressive numbers, man, including a four-goal game in early February. Out of boy, tipping the hat after the after the hattie. Well done. And coming in at number two from the Oceanside Generals to 2005 from Lance from Lanceville, BC. Walty Peterson putting up seven helpers in six games played. There's our dish expert right there. <laughs> All right, Chris. So tell us who the number one forward is for the month of February. Uh, the forward of the month for the BIJHL in the month of February for our Pigeon Hockey Podcast is going to be the 03 out of Tiber, Alberta from the Campbell River Storm, Carter DeBoer. He had eight goals, nine assists, and seven games played. And again, he's just been one of those outstanding players all year. It's not the first time he's been mentioned on his podcast, but I think it is the first time he takes home our forward of the month. So congratulations, Carter. Steve, yes, we sir. love goalies. We are goalies. Start breaking it down for us. Who are the top 10 goalies in the month? Proud of the BAJHL for the Pigeon Hockey Podcast. All right. Love you, tendies. And here we go. from Number 10 from the Victoria Cougars, the 2007 from Victoria, BC, Cooper Anderson. Yeah, Cooper's had a great month. He stopped 75 of 81 for a 9-2-6 in three games played with a 1-0-1-1 record. Great month for Cooper. All right. Now, number nine from the Comics Valley Glacier Kings. Love that, Glacier Kings. That's cool beautiful. jerseys, too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out. They God, they got options for that. You're gonna love them if you like that. If you not Sonic, if you like that, um, I love the Sonic jersey. It's by far, I think, probably the best 
junior hockey jersey in, in North America, maybe the world. Um, Sonich, I'll take one. Uh, but uh, it's if you like, what was it? The Squatch, the Minnesota yeah. Squatch jersey. You're yeah. going to like Comox. Right, I'll like read it. off the player, and then as I'm done reading and you're <laughs> talking about his impressive stats, I will take a look at the jersey and give a live reaction afterwards. All, All right. right, so the 2003 from San Jose, California, Ryan Knight. Yeah, Ryan Knight, the previous Mustang. I know I've seen this kid play live. He's an excellent goaltender, and he's been really uh, – he's had a great um, – I guess – he didn't start in the VIJHL this year. I can't remember what league he came out of, though. But uh, he, when he joined the VIJHL, he just started to stand out. And this month, uh, earning our ninth spot, stopping 78 of 82 for 9-5-1 oh. in three games played. Those quads were burning, Chris. Record. Those quads were burning. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I thought you were reacting to the jersey right there. Not yet, but we will get to it. All right. And at number eight, Steve, who do we got? And number eight from the Oceanside Generals, the 2005 from Littleton, Colorado, Hunter Ferrer. Yeah, Hunter had a great month, stopping 82 of 91 for a 901 in three games played with a 2-1-0 and record. Great month for Hunter. All right, and at lucky seven from the Saanich Predators, the 2004 from Victoria, B.C., Jade Vanderlee, or Jaden, sorry, Vanderlee. Yeah, Jane Vanderley had a great month, stopping 94 of 104 for a 904 in four games played with the perfect 4-0 and record. Great month for Jaden. All right, and that's six from the Cary Park Islanders, a 2004 from Markham, Ontario, Ryder Grega. Yeah, Ryder's been a great addition to KPI, stopping 96 of 106 for a 906. That was fun. Uh, and four games played with a shutout and a 3-1 and record. All right, and that was perfect because he was at number six. Look at oh, that. That's even more fun. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's those fun little things in life. But, yeah, go for number five. <laughs> and from the Coitian Kraken, the 2005 from Salmon Arm, B.C., Kellen Mooney. Yeah, Kellen Mooney, you ready for some quads burning here? Stop 234, 258 shots for a 907 and six games played with a shutout and a tune for record. Oh, boys, play a little defense for your tendy. Just a little. Got to see a lot of action with Kellen Mooney in the net this month, for sure. Yeah, he saw a lot of action. <laughs> Kellen quads a steel Mooney. Atta boy. <laughs> All right, number four from the Victoria Cougars, the 2004 from Edson, Alberta, Ethan Barron. Yeah, Ethan Barron's been a welcome addition to the Victoria Cougars net, stopping 85 of 93 with a 9-1-4 in three games played with a 2-1 record. Great month. All right, here's our third counting down. From the Port Alberni Bombers, a 2005 from Bowmanville, Ontario, Dylan Dykstra. Yeah, Dylan had a great month, stopping 152 of 166 for a 916 and four games played with a shutout and a 1 2 0 and 1 record. Great month for Dylan, man. He's been fun to watch. All right, and just one from the top, the number two from the Peninsula Panthers, the 2005 from Campbell River, BC, Tanner Farrell. Yeah, Tanner's had another great month, stopping 143 of 153 for a 9-3-5 and four games played with a 3-1 and record. Just, again, another great month for Tanner. Yeah. Okay, Chris, so let's name that attendee that dominated the month of February, according to the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast. Yeah, he's had a great month, and uh, I know they're going to really need his uh, abilities in the playoffs here. It's going to be the 05 out of Comox, BC, from the Comox Valley Glacier Kings, Ryder Lolly. 
He stopped 105, 112 shots for a 9-3-8 in four games played with a shutout and a 3-1 record. He's just had a great month. He's been fun to watch, and Comox has been fun to watch. That is a fun crowd. If you ever get a chance to catch a Comox Valley game, that is a fun crowd to watch a game. I mean, I, I wish it wasn't literally almost on the opposite side of the island from me, <laughs> but uh, uh, that crowd gets into it. So uh, congratulations, Ryder. You're the Pigeon Hockey Podcast goalie of the month for february steve i think this might be uh, a good place to then wrap this up no not and, yet um, no glacier kings junior hockey oh yeah 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 speaking of Ryder lolly and it's uh call my friend glacier kings <laughs> that is a sharp logo i like the fact that they didn't decide to bite the stick in half he's just gently cracking it no effort, no effort from that squatch. Beautiful logo. Ah, that's a nice that I see they're big. I think they got the real cool uh footprint one too, which I think is sick. Yeah, let me take a look because I was just looking at they the logo itself. Insta. I haven't looked at the jerseys themselves yet, but I looked at the logo. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's that, a beauty that's the real winner. The, that logo itself that you just saw there is I think it's okay. It's their jerseys. I think the it on a jersey is sick, and especially they got this. Footprint one, which, as I said, if you like that Minnesota Squatch one, you're going to like this one. I don't know what's up with the Squatch in these colors, but if it if it's something like that, it's um apparently Colorado style. But, uh, yeah, if you go onto their Insta, which is Glacier underscore Kings, you should be able to see their stuff. All right. Well, I'm just taking a look quickly on Google right here, and I see their white jersey. You know, I understand the need to get the sponsors on the chest. Uh, I see the footprint one, too, the footprint in the mountains. You're right, dude. That's that one is- I love. That is pretty damn solid, you know. It's a six jersey. Pretty damn solid. All right, yeah. Big fan of these jerseys. Love, like I'm looking at the white one. Now let's see if I can see a home one because it looks really sharp on the white. You're talking about the uh, kind of the eggplant colored one or whatever you want to call it. No, that? no, no. These ones were just straight white from what I'm seeing on Google. Well, I think the other one is the kind of the eggplant one with the logo that you're actually seeing. Their regular glacier. King's Junior. Oh, this blue, logo. the blue and the and the yeah, the if you want to call it eggplant, you know, or Not 100% maroon sure or deep, call that. you know, or light purple, whatever color that that's it's a good setup. I do like the Colorado Avalanche colors. You know, the actual we'll just say the NHL for comparison here, quick though. I do love their throwback uh, to the Colorado Rockies. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, with with uh, with the Avalanche colors like that. I just look at it. and I'm like, that's one of my favorite jerseys. Yeah, I, I like the there. original Colorado Rockies colors, but I I did very much enjoy. I think when we did that, whatever episode it was back in season one, that of, was the uh, special edition jersey. Yeah, those were wicked. Those were beautiful. Yeah, um, was yeah, that was the actually, Nordiques logo. Well, they also did the Nordique mashup one. They did two yeah, mashups. That one's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I yeah, think they, I actually Colorado really hasn't missed on their alternates. And I, I think I went ahead, like I didn't own, like I did own one. I actually owned a Patrick Waugh um, Avalanche jersey that was stolen. Bastards, I hope they suffer. Um, but it's then like I whoever stole old... my Cujo uh, cutout from the TD guard, whatever whatever TD plays TD. What was the original, or at least the 90s uh, arena in Toronto? Oh, it was Maple Leaf Gardens was the original. And it's still yeah, well, a had, long time. I had one of the advertisements of uh, the, I don't know, it was a Gatorade advertisement for him, but it was a life-size cutout cardboard one that I had won a, a pretty heated bidding war on eBay. And uh, that thing went missing between when I moved from England to Utah. And uh, I will never forgive. I always look forward to see if somebody's put it up for sale. But that's one of those few items where I'm like, I can't just get that one again. That's an original 
item. I still got my Cujo locker. It's behind me right now, but uh, I'm a big Cujo fan. And that piece was kind of like literally the the center focus of my hockey caves. So, and, and I do have a lot of things. One, to... I got to throw this one thing in about Cujo though. So, goalies developing in hockey, watch them for fun. Do not watch them for tips because <laughs> Cujo was the king of the bad rebound or out of position rescue save like that. Again, I like Cujo as a goalie, right? Um, but like I always, I went back to watch his highlights and somebody had pointed out to me, like, do you see the rebound he gave up on that one? And he comes diving across or he was just out of position was like, Oh shoot. And comes flying across. Other times there were just great desperation saves, but as far Dominic Hasek, in my opinion, number one, all time desperation save goalie. Number two is code Cujo in my opinion. I mean, he was one of my favorite goalies. I saw a lot of him growing up, obviously, you know, it's Toronto as a Sabres fan, but I also became a big fan of Brodeur and his jersey's hanging up behind me. I know the listeners can't see it. Neither can you, Steve, because I don't have the video on. But, you know, his jersey's hanging up behind me. And it's a it's, it's those goalies that made me want to become a goalie. You know, them and Malarchuk and Pupa, you know, it's just kind of a goaltending is a special position. And I will always love it. And damn, dude, I mean, just like I can't wait to get back on the ice here in, in the coming weeks and Put on my gear again and just – I ain't dropping anything. I'm telling you that right now. I just I just want to feel what it's like to be in the pads again and, and be on the ice and hopefully find a team at my level. Because I'm, I'm looking at different leagues around Wait, here. You said about not dropping. Okay. <laughs> what? You're going to – like, are you talking about dropping, like, in a butterfly or splits? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, the splits out of – hell no. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> um, I might be able to just – drop to a quick butterfly but i don't know yet like i i don't think i don't know if my knees are going to be able to handle that yeah. anymore. we'll see you know if i did if i did any of it right now dude uh if i dropped at a butterfly both knees would have be popped out i'd i'd be done plus probably a lower back injury and hip i need total uh, body re <laughs> reconstruction thing i gotta surgery. figure out like that's why i'm taking so long to get back on the ice because i know my brain is going to think oh, oh i'm in okay goalie. so Here's the perfect story for that is the first time I ever really hurt my knee bad. It was, I was down in the butterfly and I popped up and I heard the pop in my knee and double ligament minor tear, you know, but back then they didn't do surgery. So you just had to wait for it to heal, you know, and it wasn't torn all the way through just fibers, but you know, can't really use it. Um, But I was the starting goalie and my backup goalie was sick. We had no other goalie. So I was going to try to play and this happened midway through the second period. So I noticed as soon as I went to go down, it hurt really How bad. How old were you so, at this point? Uh, 13, 14. Oh, so you're young, dude. Yeah, so maybe 14. I think, was I driving at the time? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that's, that's 14? What happened? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to go back because I'm remembering the team itself to sort of place it. You know, I'm 48 this year, dude. So that was like quite some time ago. So it may have been when at 15 or 16, because I'm sitting here thinking right now, because I'm th- going through my teams going, okay, it wasn't that team. So yeah, probably 15. I don't think I was driving at the time. But the game was still going on. And when I was shuffling across, I was just taking the, the weight off of my right leg. However, as soon as the shot went low right, <laughs> I dropped. I did it three more times. And finally, I pulled myself in the game because it was just excruciating. So so the thing I'm going to tell you, Chris, you can't get rid of those instincts, but... <laughs> That's what I'm... A- Right. And that's what I think my, uh, I'll have to talk quietly so my wife doesn't come in here, but that's, she's like, 
um, just play out. Just play out. She knows me. <laughs> She's like, just play out. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I would. Yeah, I would. Here, here's what I tell you to do, Chris. Yeah. Just put the gear on and do a lap. They're gonna on have to the put ice. me in position, man. They're just gonna be like, "Hey, you're a winger." I'm like, I don't know. Where <laughs> yeah, but take like, my advice. Put trap, trap equipment like, on, Chris. Borrow some. Do whatever you need to do, or if you still got your setup, just go yeah. do a lap around the ice and a free skate in it. You know, you you will be that guy, but you'll be like, okay. And well, maybe, Sean, I've seen the arena here in Souk has the they have these family skates that are for hockey. So that yeah. they set up one side of the ice for people that are just trying to like skate with a stick and something. Then they set up the other side of the ice for people to smart, just kind yeah, of play that. a little mini game. Just and that's what that I think. So I might can... go out there and just feel out my, like my pushes and everything. Cause yeah. I, I can't do, I can't do an RVH or anything anymore. That that shit's yeah. gone. I just yeah, want to no. see if I, if I die when I drop to my knees. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the safe place to do it. I'll, although tell me when you've been, I think it would be more embarrassing to be honest than you in a game and you drop, then you're at the family skate all dressed <laughs> <laughs> and here's chris everybody from the pigeonhole pocky hockey i did it again pocky i can't dude, you cannot talk today now listeners i'm not cutting this part out but like the editing i've had to do to this episode because steve couldn't get words out oh, no, alliteration out i'm just i'm just giving everything in the alliteration right now it's ridiculous That's, yeah, yeah ridiculous. The, what was that the peninsula panthers or whatever yeah what, what did you do <laughs> no it was penin- it was the peninsula uh i think panthers because I Panthers. just threw another P in there at the end of it. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, it was like over like a two-minute span. Uh, you just like, Yeah, and I just did yeah. it again 10 minutes later. So, yeah, it's not the burnt toast, dude. It's it's actually, I will say, it's probably burnt brain because, uh, man, we, we did breakfast on Saturday or brunch Saturday morning after one of the games, and I stupidly got out of my car, and we were eating outside. So for two hours, we were outside, and, yeah, I've got a pretty nasty burn on my head. Oh, it's a beautiful shade of red. Dude, that sucks. No. Oh, it does. And I'm going to my hot tub tonight, man. Um, you know, just uh get the back to unwind and relax because I'm actually starting to run out of time because it's starting to get warmer here. So maybe only a more one more month of hot tub, but um I am scared to lean back because that's how red my neck is. <laughs> Oh, you're going to do it. Let us know how you feel uh, uh, for the next. Uh, I think our next episode we're dropping is USPHL standouts of the month. And you're going to have to let our listeners know if you're on that recording, you're going to have to let our listeners know how it went. Yeah, so we'll do. We'll do. And hey, uh, uh, Comics Valley, just send me one of those jerseys. We'll make the pain go away. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. They're not as pretty as Sonich. Sonich is like, have you seen Sonich? Like, no. For me, it's. I think Sonic has the potentially. I'd have to actually we'd we'd have to do one of those big ass rankings. I don't know if we're ever gonna do that again where we ranked all the jerseys in North America. That was brutal. Yeah, that one was that one took a while. And yeah, it, that was it, a it long does become moment. personal. It becomes very personal. Yeah. But the the Sonic Predators, I think, uh, might have, in my opinion, the the best jersey in junior hockey. So yeah, look it up while we're on this podcast. Oh, you like the Orca. I love it, dude. We know what's I funny about it. this, Chris. It doesn't what? really have your sky blue in it. It's teal. Chris, I know. We've it got doesn't a have that sky blue here. always wins, Steve. But just don't, <laughs> dude, like, don't. St- Here's my thing now, because I just, yeah. you know, just brought it up with, you know, with uh, the prior jersey, right? About the Sasquatch snapping the stick. Just don't have the Orca killing the stick. Put it between its fins. You know, do something. <laughs> No, I right. like it. I love this jersey. I, no, no, no. Here's I what I'm telling you. I love everything except for the stick snap because it's been done too many times now. 
So that's my only that's my only knock is God get rid of the stick snap. It's a freaking beautiful jersey. So you but sound like Michael Scott from Stick Snap, Stick Snap, Stick Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of the best episodes in Office history. It might actually be the best episode in the history of the Office, which is Dinner Party. If you haven't seen that episode, it's the you have to understand every character. You can't just pull that episode up out of nowhere. But you want to talk about the perfect amount of cringe? Oh my God, that episode is perfect. It's the the tv and the wall god people if you don't know what i'm talking about you're missing out on life uh, maybe you're not actually <laughs> so <laughs> hey everybody this is coming from a guy who had to slug through hockey games on Friday. oh it's 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 rough man i'm <laughs> i'm now on bchl's uh saturday games and uh there's still the full games because there's a couple full ncdc games i gotta watch and then uh a couple USPHL games with goalies I track that I'm going to be checking and dude, it's, it's a tough life, man. What can I say? So brutal. I think this is a great place to wrap this up. So we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember listeners, always clear your crease. <laughs>